Hello everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox Meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne, I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find the meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing again from our friend Carissa, who spoke on reparenting. Please enjoy. Can you let me know when there's five and then two minutes? Uh, five and two. Yeah, five and two. Total. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And let me know if you can't hear me, but I'm pretty good at projecting. So, um, I am from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> I'm Carissa. I'm an adult child. And... <laughs> I chose reparenting ourselves as a tool. So I'm going to read and then talk. There's a lot I could say tonight, and we'll see what comes out. Um, reparenting ourselves. In addition to breaking dysfunctional family rules, step five is another significant step in learning to reparent ourselves and to face the exact nature of our childhood abandonment. This abandonment is linked to the wrongs we have committed against others. We take a balanced look at how we have harmed ourselves and others as well. Reparenting tools include addressing the hypercritical voice in our head that fuels our self-doubt or self-harm. With reparenting, we begin to accept the fact that we have good qualities. The qualities have been understated, but they are there. We fail to see our internal goodness because we tend to focus on a mistaken sense of being flawed or hopelessly wrong. In step five, we must be honest about our selfish behavior and claim it. We must also lift our eyes to see our kindness and our love, which is there and which was first. Some ACA members find it difficult to identify or to claim their good qualities, but we have them. Through reparenting, we challenge our inner critic by reminding ourselves of our strong points. By doing so, we realize that we are not as bad as we thought we were, nor are we as noble. We have a balance of positive and problematic traits that we are learning to accept or to address. We approach step five with an attitude of self-love and trust that our higher power is with us and will not abandon us. We have taken a hard look at ourselves and our family of origin in step four. We have held nothing back. We are now preparing to release years of stored grief, shame, and hurtful secrets to God and to someone who understands. Um, I'm going to leave it there. It's like very dense and a lot of stuff plus a lot of stuff I can say um I have been in ACA I oh maybe over six years and I think that's really important because it to say because it's a newer fellowship and um now I think it's like grown a lot and especially over the pandemic but like um like I'm grateful too that when I came into ACA there were people I knew from my primary fellowship of AA and like I instantly connected with someone she became my sponsor I've done the steps in the yellow book I've taken many not many actually but I've taken a, a few people through the steps and um and this program is amazing and it totally changed everything for me and my life I have been sober in September will be 14 years 
And like right after my first year of sobriety, I started experiencing PTSD, but like nobody knew what it was. And they were like, it's alcoholism. It's in your head. And I was like, "Mm, this seems like a little bit worse than that and or not that. So this tool is really amazing and um, I have done all the steps and it's great for me because I also want to get current and say like, you know, it's recovery. So I'm not perfect. I will say that by the grace of God, like I haven't had one PTSD attack this year, which is amazing. Like, and I came in here because of like that, like I, I would be like vibrating with fear for like a a week at a time something would trigger um and I also do outside stuff like EMDR therapy help me and the steps and everything but I haven't had that in a year but something I I picked this this just like this afternoon and like I will be really honest and say that like um yeah and I can look at these things with love like right now in my life like I, I mean, my family was just seeped in dysfunction, so I have a lot of different things. But, like, right now, you know, working from home, I have to be super disciplined. And it's really easy to go into la-la land, so my dysfunction is showing up in as, like, let me just do what I can get away with and then, like, hang out the rest of the day or whatever. And it's hard because today I didn't feel good and I did have to take it easy. But I also have to reparent myself and be like, they are paying you you can show up, it's okay, you know, but like my, there's a part of my brain, the dysfunction that's like, and actually this is how I grew up, like I was very smart and I could do nothing and get the B plus and be on the honor roll by doing nothing and just like charming people, but it didn't feel good, you know, and it doesn't feel good and I have enough recovery to be like, oh, this doesn't feel good and I'm also hiding from my music, so I have a day job and a music career and I'm like hiding from it because the traits kind of, it's like, I'm scared. Cause I'm like, what's the point? Like my first song didn't reach a million. So like this sucks. I know how it's going to go. And like my inner kid is like, Oh, what's the point? And it's so painful every time. And, but even though it's weird cause, and I'm gentle with my process cause I released one song and then three months later I released another one and it was all good and before every song I'm like this time I don't know what I'm doing and this time it's gonna be whatever and then I do it and I'm like okay so that's all interesting and like where I am right now I love that it says like there's a lot of specifics in this this little blurb it's like addressing the hypercritical voice in our head and I love my mother and I got to the place in my step work where I have compassion And my mantra, like, my first year of ACA was, like, identify, don't blame. Because I was never allowed to call anything out. And my mom is so critical. And she is, she is. And verbally abusive, physically abusive. Um, And that's because she is a child of deep trauma. Plus, she married my father and then had, like, adult trauma of, like, living with a drug addict and so I do have like you know just going back to some of my early experiences in ACA just doing the steps and being like oh that's not me that critical voice and it's not true like I'm not this piece of crap but it's not only a voice it's a feeling state Mm -hmm. because it comes along with this like existential dread that I'm just bad it's not just a voice so 
that's amazing that they address this. The fifth step in ACA is no joke. So I will say for everyone who showed up to this meeting and does the steps, like it is not for the faint of heart. And it is amazing that we do this and that we have the courage to do it. I'm grateful. And people told me that all the time in my first year, because I would call them up and be like, what is this? And they were like, you're doing great. This is like not easy. Most people would never even want to look at this in their lifetime. Um, I also want to share because this has become a very important part of my recovery. Um, and it was always in my step work throughout, like from day one, like all of my step work had this. But recently, like a group of people and I have, we started a BIPOC meeting for ACA, which is specifically focused on race and racism and like, and it's a different space. But, and I'm not gonna go into too much, but that's a different form of trauma, but it's also a deeper level of my recovery because it's all, it, I mean, it was all over my fifth step. My, I'm mixed race, my father's family is Jewish and they never accepted us. And, but my father did, and that's like what matters, but like they're deeply dysfunctional. And I, um, but I grew up, I actually grew up around everything. Like I grew up going to Hebrew school. I, I was ex like, I had a community of people, but I never felt Jewish enough for those people or West Indian enough for those people. Plus I'm, my mom is like East Indian descent. So it's like, you're not Indian enough or Hindu enough or not. It was like, there's a lot of enoughs, you know? And like, but then I grew up in New York. There's a lot of levels and race and identity. And just for me, like, this is about your true self. And I didn't realize even how much of my identity was locked up in that trauma because I also went to boarding school. So then it was like, I lost my culture, my accent, my, I developed an eating disorder. And it's not like, um, I guess I'll let it pass. Like, I don't blame anyone for this, but like, I developed an eating disorder at 13 and a lot of the fact is like the primary image was not me and the primary image at boarding school was not me and I was like oh and I would have developed the eating disorder anyways I'm an addict like but like there's a lot of it's not just familial stuff but there's like ACA it's like it's not just what I learned from my family it's like what does society tell me that I don't really need to hold on to what did like you know, and it's not just race. Like, for me, it happens to be race. But other people in ACA, you could be, like, sexual orientation, gender identity, like, whatever. But for me, that's important. And also, it's been important to, like, I, I don't do this. I've found, thank you. For right now, I'm just finding where I can be active, and that's enough. Because I can't save the entire fellowship of everything. And, like, um, but it's important to, like speak up in the rooms too because and I come from other fellowships because and I do do business meetings and stuff and that's a form of using my voice because and that's like a whole nother thing but that I'm not gonna like go down that route but you know it's okay to like speak and have needs and work my program a certain way that works for me um it's also really wonderful that it says in here that like I'm paraphrasing, but like we come from love and that's our natural state. And that's what I love about ACA is like, and the way my sponsor, she was like, you were never broken. You're just like being restored to wholeness. And that's amazing. Cause that's a very different come from than like, you know, I'm broken and like 
well, I'm crazy. And I used to think I was crazy, but I was just traumatized, you know? And I would like sit there like rewriting an email at work for like three hours and it was just trauma, you know? And so I'm so glad this exists and it's here. And also like, I have had a crazy day and I have also been like starting the apartment search process in New York City. And like also I... Um, I have this health thing and I'm very holistic and I'm working with a naturopath and she suggested something that's like very intense and I've been praying and meditating and I just emailed her and I was like, look, this is too much. I need to modify this. And that's a huge recovery for me because the fact that I recognized that perfectionism was their extremism Plus, I mean, I've been in touch with my sponsor the whole time. Like, I have a sponsor around these things. But, like, but I emailed her and then I'm like, I'm not doing, like, I should be doing this extreme to the extreme. And then I was like, whatever, F it. Like, also, I'm I'm having a conversation with this person. So, I'm like, I told her, I was like, I'm pretty sure that if I do the main things and then modify the rest I will be okay but like my brain doesn't like the disease doesn't like that it's like no you follow this to the t you do it for the three months and like but I'm like miserable and I'm like I can't I can't I just can't do it like they're hot you know so that's pretty good recovery and it is reparenting you know um and I'm so glad that reparenting is a concept because like I love my mother. I have a relationship with my family. It's very boundaried. It's on my terms. But my mom did not give me, like, I'm sure like most, like, she didn't give me a whole lot of good things. And thank you. So thank God that I learned to, like, reparent myself, you know. And I have to, like, all the, you know, reparent myself, set boundaries with her she does try and pull me back in my grandmother has dementia and that is very hard for me and also very hard for my mother I have compassion for the fact that she has to be the primary caregiver for my grandma right now and that's hard but also I have to be like you know I visit my grandmother once a week that's like three hours round trip (laughs) even though they live in Brooklyn it's far but like I I'm like that's enough you know, and I don't have, when my mom tries to suck me into all kinds of crazy things or parenting her or feeling bad, it's just like, I can't, I just can't go there because none of, neither of us is going to win. I'm going to be miserable and you're going to be in that same crazy space that you're in and, um, that she's in. So thank God. And also I've had like very, I have loving fellows. I have sponsors. I have great friends. And like, because which is important and also it's important to me to nurture those relationships like and like be discerning um and and do the steps like you know the steps are great and lastly I'll end on too like sponsees like I um I was sharing about like hard to concentrate and everything during the day and like my sponsee called me today and I was like thank god you know like I got to I was like oh because I was going into la la land and then I was like I I don't know where it came. I was just like yes we have to demonstrate these principles in our lives and then I was like oh I should do that <laughs> I should like I should do that after this call and like 
whatever. And also this program has taught me to pause. Um, you know, in the in the solution it says that we're actors and thank God because even today I was very emotional and I, the fact that I could take a deep breath, like a real estate broker texted me, thank you. I'll just wrap up. And like my first thought was like, F him, I'm not responding. And then I was like, okay. And then I went for a walk and I called him and it was fine. And I was like, thank God. Cause like if my inner teenager is running the show, it's not pretty. So thank you. Thank you.